0: If you have your Bibles, Matthew 28, verses 1 through 8. Matthew 28, verses 1 through 8. Let us hear God's Word. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. And ran to bring his disciples word. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word, for the inspiration of it, and may it speak to our hearts and our lives this day in such a way that we'll be challenged, that we'll be changed, and that we will never get over it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are, uh, it is Easter Sunday. And I know that there are things, there there are events in time that we look back and seem like they changed history forever. Even in America's history, even in the last hundred years, you can look back and uh, see things like the attack on Pearl Harbor that changed so much uh, about our foreign policy and things like that. We also saw 9 11 and the uh, terrorist attack of 9 11 and how it changed security in a a real and a different way. And all, and so there's these events we can look back upon or read about, and it changes so many things. Now there was a movie several years ago called The Butterfly Effect. Some of you may have seen with Ashton Kutcher in it, I think, and also the women probably all remember that one. But anyway, uh, but it was he would go back in time, and as he changed one thing, it had a uh, chain reaction, so that he would have to then go back and change something else. Now a more familiar movie that you're probably familiar from is a movie from the 80s when all was right with the world. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't, but it felt like it at the time. But but this movie called Back to the Future. Y'all remember that movie, Back to the Future? And Marty McFly goes back into the 50s. He ends up sort of uh, messing up something with uh, his mother and father, future mother and father as they were trying, uh, they were about to start dating at the school dance, and things got kind of messed up, and of course that was affecting the future. And finally at the school dance, George McFly, his future father, stands up to the bully whose name is Biff. I mean, that sounds like a bully's name, right? Biff, I hope nobody out there's name is Biff. But anyway, I'm sure you're a great person. Amen. But anyway, but, but uh, I hope you are. But, but, the, but he stands up to him. I'm not advocating violence here, but he gets one. And I mean, he cold cocks him there and knocks him out. And, and of course, and it just changes all of the future for the good. Well, folks, today we are celebrating a day, an event that changed the future forever. Now, this whole weekend changed the future for us in so many ways. It started with what we call Good Friday. It was good for us, but it was not very good for Jesus. In fact, it was a pretty dark Friday for Jesus. He had already, uh, he had already been beaten. He had already been uh He had already been betrayed, he had already been spat upon, Uh, he had already carried his cross and with the help of Simon the Cyrenian and then he has these large railroad type nails that are nailed in his uh, wrist and in his feet and there he hangs and suffers and dies for each and every one of us in fact Isaiah prophesied it in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 uh, hundreds of years before Isaiah said this about it surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed and so all of that was done by Jesus on the cross we are forgiven it is in our healing is in the atonement all of that was made possible by Jesus dying on the cross and it was a pretty bloody and a pretty bad day for Jesus but thank the Lord that is not the end of the story in fact there was on Saturday it was silent it was a pause and then before you know it it comes Sunday morning. And look what the Bible says about Sunday morning, Matthew 28, 1. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And when they got there, the stone was rolled away. There was an angel that was sitting on the stone. And Matthew uh, 28, 6 and 7 says, But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. That's a different song on Sunday than we were singing on Friday. Amen. And I want to talk to you for just a few minutes this morning about the effect because Easter was an an event that affected all of history and it affects you and me today. And so I want to talk to you about the Easter effect and what the Easter effect is for us. Number one is this. Because of the Easter effect, we have real victory. We have real victory. See, we're in a world today that if we don't watch out, it can knock us down. We're in a world today that it can just defeat us and all these things, especially this past year that we've been having to deal with, and with COVID and all kinds of other problems and divisions and all. But let me tell you something. Because Jesus was raised from the grave, we can have true victory in our life. We can have it in our life. Listen, Matthew 28, verse 2 says, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Now I'm just going to tell you. I remember whenever I was a young kid, and me and my brother, or me and cousins, or me and other friends, we would do some wrestling. Now, I'm not talking about the real wrestling, uh, you know, that that you see uh, in in sports and all of that. And I'm not talking about the real wrestling that's you know like WWE. You know what I'm talking about? No, not that one either. But listen, I'm, that's the real wrestling. No, I'm just kidding, just kidding. But but the thing is, no, but we would be wrestling and all, and you know usually what ended up determining the winner was pinning the other person down and you could especially pin somebody down good if you could just get them down enough to sit on them amen and I don't know about you but I see victory whenever that angel is just sitting on that stone sitting on that rock after rolling it away and the resurrection gives us that victory in fact it's everything to us as Christians the late Billy Graham said it like this he said if I were an enemy of the Christian faith I would aim right for the resurrection. Because that is our everything. Our faith and everything hinges on Jesus being raised from the dead. Listen, it was victory in the growth of the early church. In fact, at at 30 AD, there were only about 120 people uh, that were following Jesus at the time. But it was within 50 years, the numbers had grown uh, to thousands upon thousands. And then... By 300 years, it had taken over a whole empire, the Roman Empire. Folks, I don't know about you, but that sounds like victory to me. Amen? And we are a part of that movement, and we are a part of that because of the Easter effect. Also, because of the Easter effect, we will receive a new body. Now this is no excuse to to abuse the body that we have. In fact, I believe we honor God or we sin depending on what we do with the body that we have and how we treat our body. But the thing is, is that that weekend began on Good Friday when Jesus' body was broken, when Jesus' body, His blood was shed and all of that. But that that weekend is turned around when Jesus is raised as a brand new body that glorified body. 1 Corinthians 15:4 says it like this, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, but it's raised in incorruption. Now that's good news for us. Because there's all kinds of corruption that comes against our body. There's sickness, there's addiction, there's, uh, there's despair, there's arthritis, there's allergies. Somebody say amen. Especially with all this pollen. Good gracious, it's like the pollen uh, palooza out there. But anyway, but all of those things. But we get a brand new body. Kind of like that, uh, that, that uh, elderly gentleman that had, that had lived his life, his whole life in the hills of Tennessee. He had never been to a city, never been in a building. His first time to the city, and he's like 70 years old. His first time to the city, he walks into this building, and he sees for the first time an elevator. He didn't have a television, never seen an elevator. He just saw this thing. The doors would open. People would walk in, and he saw this elderly lady walk in with a cane and all, just barely being able to get in there, and the doors closed. And then about 45 seconds later, the doors opened back up, and out walked this young attractive lady he said he watched that thing he said hey junior get your mama over here we got to get her in that thing now I'm not talking about that kind of body I'm talking about a glorified body where death cannot touch us folks and we know that we have seen with COVID that we are not promised tomorrow amen but listen, we are promised that in the resurrection of Jesus, we can have a glorified body. So don't worry. A lot of people worry about what happens after their body. And folks wonder, it, that means it's okay to be cremated. Just stay away from Keith Richards, from what I hear, because he likes to do weird things with ashes. But anyway, but, but we listen, it doesn't matter. Because whenever that day of resurrection happens, we will all have new bodies with him. And there's hope in that, and that's the Easter effect. And then lastly, because of the Easter effect, we know God can take care of all of our dark Fridays. Folks, I know that this year has had some dark Fridays. I know that this year has been a series of dark Fridays for a lot of folks. Whether it's from the effects of COVID, whether it's the economic conditions from COVID, whether it's other whether it's cancer or or the loss of a loved one or a broken relationship, whatever it may be. But folks, the resurrection is the solution for any dark Friday. It's the turnaround that we are looking for. It's the victory that we are looking for. Romans 8:11 says, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And that life that he's talking about is not only that life eternal in the sweet by and by. But it's that life for here and now that we are dealing with in the nasty now and now. It's for that life whenever life comes against us in such a way his life, his abundant life can take care of any dark Friday that we find ourselves coming upon amen and that's the good news today that's why we can say that we are living we are at easter people and we're living in that way there, there's a thing, some of you may have seen it on Facebook, uh, M.L. Packard, I believe it, R.L. Packard, I believe it is, who is the African-American preacher that, that did this. And, and I first heard about it, it was from uh, a pastor by the name of Tony Campolo. And he said that he was actually in kind of a preaching contest. And they would, you know, one of them would preach and then kind of do tag team and hand it off to the next guy and all. And Tony Campolo said, man, I had preached my best sermon. And he said, and then I turned around and said, okay, it's your turn. And he said, and the other preacher, this older African American preacher, stood up and said, boy, watch the master. And he said, he started out really simple, starting softly, building in volume and intensity. He said, you know what? It's Friday. Jesus is arrested in the garden where he was praying. It's Friday. The disciples are hiding, and Peter's denying that he knows the Lord. It's Friday, but I want y'all to reply with me, but Sunday's coming. All right? That's your part, all right? If I point out here, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Jesus is standing before the high priest of Israel, silent as a lamb before the slaughter. It's Friday. Jesus is beaten, mocked, and spit upon. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday, those Roman soldiers are flogging our Lord with a leather scourge that has bits of bone and glass and metal tearing at his flesh. It's Friday, and the Son of Man stands firm as they press the crown of thorns down around into his brow. It's Friday, seeing him walk into Calvary, the blood dripping from his body, see the cross crashing down on his back as he stumbles beneath the load. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Jesus is hanging on the cross, bloody and dying. It's Friday, and uh, the moment of Jesus' death, the veil of the temple that separates sinful man from holy God was torn from top to bottom because sunday's coming it's friday jesus is hanging on the cross heaven is weeping and hell is partying but that's friday and what they don't know is that sunday's coming and that's friday now that friday two thousand years ago when jesus the christ the lord of glory the only begotten son of god the only perfect man died on the cross of calvary satan thought that he had won the victory surely he had destroyed the son of god but and finally had disproved what the prophecy that god uttered in the garden that the one who would crush his head had been destroyed but let me tell you something that was friday but sunday's coming now it's sunday today is sunday and it's just about to dawn on the first day of the week And it's Sunday, and the angel of the Lord is coming down out of heaven, rolling the stone away from the door of the tomb. And yes, the angel of the Lord is sitting on that stone. And no longer is it the lamb that was silent before its slaughter, but now he is the resurrected lion of the tribe of Judah. It was Friday, but Sunday's coming. Sunday's here, and the crucified, resurrected Christ has defeated death, hell, sin, and the grave. It's the age of grace. God's grace poured out on all who would look to the crucified Lamb of Calvary. Grace freely given to all who would believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and buried and rose again. And it's all because yes, that was Friday, but Sunday's coming. And let me tell you something. I believe I don't know what dark Friday you've been in the midst of or that you've, that's you that been on in the midst of you, but let me tell you something. The good news is, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, Sunday is here. Sunday is here, and it's time for us to step into it. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> Almighty God, we thank you, and we just pray right now that you, will move in our hearts and let us know that Sunday is here. If there's anybody here, Lord, before this time of Holy Communion or during it that just need to give their life and heart to you, I pray that it will be done. As we take in your elements, Lord, the body and blood of Christ, Lord, we pray that we will feel your grace, your forgiveness, your healing, and your resurrection power. In Jesus' name, amen.